With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It's another hour of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Weekend edition for you on a Saturday. I'm Ben Wilson in for Femi Abebefe. Michael Lombardi is here. I'm in Las Vegas, downtown uh, Circus Las Vegas Sportsbook as we start the hour. Speaking of what's going on in Las Vegas here, Michael, fun hour for us on the show. We'll have Thomas Gable, Sportsbook Director at the Borgata in Atlantic City to join us in a half hour. Right now, though, we keep it in Sin City. Jonathan Von Tobel, our VEASAN NBA senior oh, analyst, was at the Victor Webanyama Brandon Miller uh, I don't know what to call that game last night. Uh, Mike, Michael wants to start calling Summer League Summer Hype, JVT. But uh, before we get into the uh, the implications going forward, not that we're going to overreact to one game, what was the atmosphere like and just seeing Wemidyama in person, number one versus number two, going at it last night in Summer League? I'll tell you what, man. As somebody who, as a, you know, an NBA fan who has been out there, right, growing up out here in Las Vegas, and as somebody who has covered it from a media perspective over the last few years as well, both local and with Vsin, that energy was a little different, man. Like it was really cool. Yeah. The, the building was packed. Uh, there was a, a ton of people there. And just again, you know, we always get caught up in the moment. So I will say, there's probably we got to find some truth to this. But it did seem that there was a little bit more in terms of just people there. You know, I was standing the the uh, the fateful highlight of him getting dunked on. Uh, I was standing behind that basket and we were looking up and just looking at the second deck and those things were packed to the gills for Wembanyama's game over there at the Thomas and Mack Center. So it felt different. It, it felt really different. The amount of player personnel, uh, we were standing again in that kind of bottom corner. You had you had a Warrior Summer League players coming out to watch and standing next to us. Their first round pick came out to watch the stand. Like So there's even for, like his colleagues coming out to check this thing out. It, it was, I think, a little different. The, the last time I can kind of remember that was Zion Williamson's debut at the Summer League. If you remember, there was an earthquake that night, like right after a dunk. So it was kind of uh, a day that'll live in infamy out here in Summer League history. But this, the energy, everything. $100 tickets for Summer League games. It was Crazy. a little different for Wembenyama. So what do you think, JVT? I mean... Can he play 65 games this year? Uh, what kind of impact will he have on the Spurs? We know that when Tim Duncan went to the Spurs, they improved from 20 wins to 60 wins. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it would be 
I don't think we should expect it from him in the first season, Michael. Look, you saw some of the, you know, he's first off, he's 19, and you're seeing some of the deficiencies in terms of what his weaknesses are going to be, right? You know, some of the post-ups that he attempted, he's not very heavy. He's not the strongest guy in the world, so had some trouble backing some guys down. When you're over seven feet tall at times when you're trying to dribble, it's going to look a little awkward, and you're going to put the ball in situations that normally, if you're a little bit shorter, right, ball doesn't have to travel as much when you're dribbling, so it's not going to look as clunky as it did for him at times. Uh, so I look, I think in terms of the games played, I think about 65 is probably fair. Every indication is that the Spurs are going to play this with kid gloves, maybe as you move forward. So I think 65 ish will be fine. I don't think I'll have health issues. I just think the Spurs are going to take it easy with them. And I just think overall, you're just kind of looking for imp incremental improvements as you move along and working on his strengths, because as underwhelming as yesterday was, he still showed quite a few flashes, right? He had five blocks. His, his assists were very, very nice. Some of them in transition while he was handling the ball and taking it up the floor. I think he's going to be pretty good. And I think you saw some of the strengths yesterday. But I think we also learned, like, look, he's not just going to come out there and immediately be dominant. That's why all mm -hmm. these expectations, you know, you called it summer hype. I, I never really like him a lot. He projects to be an extremely good player, but that does not necessarily mean he's going to hit the floor running when he gets out there in the NBA into the summer league, and we saw that to a certain extent yesterday. Yeah, two of 13 shooting yesterday for Weminyama, nine points, eight rebounds in his professional uh, summer league debut here stateside. As we're talking with Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN NBA analyst right now on the Lombardi line, you think about the rookie of the year odds, it's just so funny to think about how they'll shift after literally one game of summer league where I remember they were saying yeah. on the broadcast last night, the Spurs literally installed two plays. So it's not like they were trying to work some some super, uh, you know, super deep Greg Popovich offense in there last night. Uh, Webby is a $2 favorite, though, but a lot of buzz about the number three overall pick, Scoot Henderson, who I got to cover for the G League Ignite last year. His debut looked very good for Portland, puts up 15 points. That backcourt, he and Shaden Sharp looked awfully good. What did you make of, of watching Scoot for the first time yesterday? That was, so I was unlucky because we were recording. We actually got to sit down with Langston Galloway. So I didn't get to sit there and see it in person, Ben. But going back and re-watching it and, and talking to people who were there, I mean, it's really clear the guy's going to be freaking awesome. You know, 21 short minutes to do what he did, to stuff the stat sheet. It wasn't the most efficient night, but you, should, you saw every little bit of that game in that short stint, right, where it's the violent athleticism at the rim. It's the ability to get out and transition. I know you've watched him up close quite a bit uh, when you were calling games for them. He was everything you expected him to be. Like, it was kind of the cool juxtaposition, right, where everybody's there to watch Victor Womanyama. And trust me, a lot of people there were to watch Scoot Henderson, too. Like, that energy when I got there at 3 o'clock, it was palpable the entire time. There was a lot of excitement for both of those guys. And you saw it. And he was absolutely brilliant. I think you're going to be pretty excited. Now, he did injure his shoulder yesterday. Uh, so it's going to seem like they're going to get some MRIs. I will say, again, being down there on the floor, when I say the colleagues and contemporaries are out there, Scoot Anderson was out there too, and he didn't look too bad. He was he was laughing, and he was high-fiving people and didn't have anything on his shoulder. Sounds like he's going to be perfectly fine, probably done for the rest of the summer league. I was talking to some people at the Blazers, but overall, uh, I think that he's going to be freaking awesome. And it's really cool. You know, it's, it's disappointing when you see guys like Wembenyama get off to a little bit of a rocky start, but sometimes it's really cool when you see guys hit the floor and they're exactly what you expect them to be. We saw it with uh, Palo Bancaro last year in the summer league, mm -hmm. and you saw it with Scoot Henderson in 21 minutes last night. Yeah, is there any other player, JVT, that kind of has jumped out that we're not talking about that hasn't been picked in the top five? Is there a second-year guy that's in this league that you're like, oh, this is going to make a difference on the team once he gets there? You know, I'm glad you said second-year guy, Michael. Uh, let's go to Henderson's teammate. Jaden Sharp looked pretty darn good, man. <laughs> like That's what you kind of look for in some of these second-year guys because if you're a guy like Jaden Sharp, who averaged about 20 minutes a game and played 80 games in the NBA – 
and then all of a sudden you come to a summer league setting, that game should move a lot slower for you, right? Because you were playing in NBA games all season long. And whether or not you're a good player or on a good team, that is a lot different than playing in a summer league and development setting where, as Ben put it, right, you're installing two plays. You're not really doing that much. The talent level is way down. And Shaden Sharp looked like a guy who had played 80 games in the NBA last season and looked around and went, oh, like, this is really different and kind of easier. And I know exactly what I need to do here. I thought Shaden Sharp was awesome going back and watching Mm -hmm. that. And I think he's going to be brilliant as he moves forward. And I I think that's what you like from these second-year guys. You know, you go back to the California Classic, Michael, I don't know if you saw Keegan Murray. But, you know, I think it was a Wednesday night. Keegan Murray closes out a game for the Kings. He scores 40 points. That's what you're looking for from those second-year guys. And Shaden Sharp stuck out to me big time. No question. I give him a follow, by the way, at me, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, doing hits throughout the entirety of Summer League, recording special episodes of Hardwood Handicappers out at the Thomas & Mack Center here in Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. Again, those Rookie of the Year odds. Wembenyama minus $2. Scoot Henderson plus 350 Chet Holmgren 5-1 to one at BetMGM. But I'm glad you brought up just the part of the part of what we see in Summer League that gets underreported, which is, okay, you see Henderson get knock, you know, get uh, get a knock. Probably not going to play the rest of Summer League. We already assume Victor Wembenyama will get a couple of games. They're not going to tax him too much. So it becomes this very interesting betting vehicle <laughs> where yep. you have the stars will be showcased early, but not necessarily push to the max they are not going to be playing 30 minutes a night this entire summer league so i see the thunder are your favorites now seven to one we just have one game now of a, of a sample size spurs second favorite at plus 750 how are you attacking is there a way to attack the futures market or are you more looking game by game when you think about how this summer summer league will play out with the personnel actually out there yeah i think so i think ben overall futures are kind of the way to go and look you're gonna you're gonna play them small uh, i don't know if you saw some of the guys at the athletic were out there asking people why they weren't watching victor women one guy reportedly said because he was in the Cox Pavilion watching the Cavs-Nets game, reportedly told, well, I got, I got $500 on, on, the, on the Nets to win this thing. That's not what you're doing, right? You're not going out there and dropping $500 on a side in a summer league game. What you want to do game to game, if you're going to bet them, you're betting on information, okay? You're betting on, okay, today, for example, you know, you're looking at the schedule. Uh, all right, let's take a look at Indiana. Hey, Indiana, second-year guys, they're not playing. Oh, let's jump on that information, because right now Indiana's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. But if you're following beat reporters and you get information that their second-year guys are only going to play a half or anything like that, that's what you're acting on when it comes to summer league betting. It is essentially preseason wagering. You're not breaking down film and statistics mm-hmm. and wondering how these guys are going to match up. That's how you're doing it. You can also, one of the other things, Ben, that I've, t- I've pointed out here is these totals. So if you go back to day one of the summer league, and that's California Classic, Salt Lake City, the average total in day one, guys, was 166.9. The totals today, 185 and a half, 189 and a half, 184 and a half, 186 and a half. The lowest total on the board is 178. The average total has gone up nearly 20 points in these summer league games because they're playing at such a fast pace. But there seems to be a little bit of an over-adjustment. Case in point, yesterday, Wembenyama and Brandon Miller hoarded Spurs. That total was 184.5, went way under the total. So we're seeing the market adjust. So I think, Ben, you can also do that. Play on some of the adjustments at the market because it's kind of overcorrected itself. But I feel comfortable putting out some flyers. You know, I got four futures for some of these summer league teams. Throw some pizza money on it and just have some fun and watch the games. But if you're betting, like, game-to-game matchups, I think that's a really foolish way to go because you just don't know what the inner workings are. Like you said, some of these teams, like if you watch Brandon Miller, they're running like two plays, three plays for him, and that's about yeah. it. They're not really trying to win these things. Uh, JVT, so you're there, the scuttlebutt. You know, you get all those people in a room, people talk. So help us out. Well, who would you play for to be the next team for uh, Dame Lillard to go to? What is the scuttlebutt working around there? So I was, I was very proud of myself. I did get some scuttlebutt yesterday, nice. uh, uh, Lombardi. And I, I do think that when you're looking at the overall and just talking to some folks, 
it does sound like, again, because this is the important part, the prop that is out there for Damian Lillard, it is where will he play his next regular season minute? And that's a really important designation. It sounds like there's growing rumblings that there's a more of a chance. This is a, a uh, Kevin Durant situation where training camp, maybe start of the regular season, Joe Cronin and the Portland Trailblazers was like, look, man, there's not a good enough deal for you out there. We're going to hold on to you until something comes up. Because guess what? When you get to the trade deadline, things change. Teams know what they look like. They know what they're willing to give up. Pa packages get a little bit better. There might be a shot, and I think it sounds like more than just a shot, at least from what the odds say, that he's actually a Portland Trailblazer for the beginning of the year. And I think that at the very least, it's going to drag out for quite a while. Fascinating. When you think about that, how that could play out. And also, I mean, same deal could yeah. happen with James Harden in Philadelphia, Mike. Oh, it's Harden's going back to Philly. There's no, there's no yeah. way. I mean, there's no way Daryl Morey's yeah. going to give up his love interest to it and for just a bunch of no players. Doubt. He's back in Philly, too. Yeah. JVT, official, uh, he's our NBA betting analyst, also official scuttlebutt finder here at Ted. I love it, JVT. That's right. I'm rubbing elbows and shaking hands, doing all sorts. I was at circuit till 2 o'clock in the morning doing it for you guys. Let's go. That's, you know, that's right, you, upright and early this morning. We man. love it. Hey, thanks, JVT. Appreciate it. See you guys. Always love Summer League. I, you know, I met Mike Breen at Summer League, Michael. It was one of the greatest moments as a, you know, as a, as a young lad out here in Las Vegas. Uh, we'll transition back into the NFL, continue our team previews as part of our NFL betting guide. The Pittsburgh Steelers are up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on this trip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. A big thank you to Jonathan Von Tobel, our VEASAN 
NBA mm-hmm. analyst for joining us in our last segment. We'll visit on the East Coast next with Thomas Gable from the Borgata Sportsbook director there in about 15 minutes. Uh, right now, though, Michael, today, big AFC North Day for us on our team-by-team previews. Mm-hmm. Talked Baltimore Ravens in hour number one. You mentioned how deep and tough this AFC North division is going to be as a whole. And it seems like everybody, again, is sort of forgetting that team at the bottom, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have an eight-and-a-half yeah. win total, the long shot on the divisional odds board. Mike Tomlin going for two decades now without a losing season. Uh, and it's a, a team that is an underdog to make the postseason. But uh, what do you make here of Pittsburgh? How are they going to fit in to all of the moving parts that go along with what should be a very, very tough, difficult AFC North this year? You know, one of the things we have to really guard against as a betting network and helping people make bets and kind of get a view of a team is the narrative that's been creative. So let's just take the Lions, who we just talked about. The narrative is they were playing great down the stretch, and they should have been a playoff team, and they were doing unbelievable things, and their second half of the season is going to propel them to win the North. Okay, all right, you want to buy that? Go ahead, you can buy it. Well, why why aren't we saying the same thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Why aren't we having that conversation? They were 7-2 and down the stretch after the bye week. You know, they lost to Cincinnati by a touchdown. They lost to the Ravens by five points. I mean, maybe they didn't beat very good teams. I don't know. You know, but they won those games, and they're 7-2. and They only turned the ball over after the bye week. They only turned the ball over in those nine games five times. Mm. And one of those games, they turned it over three times, and that's why they lost. So, to me, what Tomlin did was – Started out with Trubisky, a quarterback. That didn't work out so well. Turned the ball over too much. Lost a lot of games they shouldn't have lost. Lost to the Jets because of the four turnovers. You know, had a chance to, to you know, to come back and beat Miami. Turned the ball over three times in that game. Remember, they're driving to win the game at the end of the game. And, you know, Pickett turns the ball over. So, but the second half of the season, they fixed the problems. And I think this is a team that's going to propel themselves moving forward. Are they the most talented team in the North? No. But the offensive line with the draft will improve. And their defense, if T.J. Watt stays healthy, I believe will improve. A team that is eight and a half on the win total, and that is juiced over. They've gotten play at minus 135. The thing I'm really curious in is as far as the offensive philosophy this year, I saw this from a couple of weeks ago where the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, who's had a very interesting tenure, to put it lightly. Uh, they're running the offense at Pittsburgh. He was on one of the local radio stations. It was 93-7, the fan. And they asked him, uh, so you know, what, what's the offense going to look like this year with, with it being second year of Kenny Pickett? And he, his quote was, it's not like I'm coming in here and deciding what the offensive plan is. And the host literally said, uh, come again? You're the offensive coordinator. What, what do you mean? And it was a very, just a, if you go back and listen, and there were a bunch of articles that came out at the time, Michael, about this, it was just a bizarre back and forth, and it kind of leads you to think, all right, is it just the ownership group, Mike Tomlin, really calling the shots about them being that 70s ground-and-pound run-first attack? Because it is weird to hear an offensive coordinator come on a radio show and go, uh, I don't really know what the plan is, because even though I'm the offensive coordinator, it was just very bizarre to me, and that's what I'm curious about here in 23 for them. Well, I think if you understand Pittsburgh Steelers culture, going back to 68 when they hired Chuck Knoll, that the ownership basically says, here's our philosophy. Here's who we want to be as a football team, which is what good owners do. They, they don't tell you what to run. They tell you what they want to become. And that's the Steelers. That's why they've been so successful. That's why they've only had three coaches since 68, since, you know, then. So to me, what, what that conversation was is Canada comes in, and they want to they control the game, 
with the run game. They want to make explosive plays down the field. It's like they don't want receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. look, they picked receivers in second round. You know, they've taken offensive players in the first round. They traded for Allen Robinson. But they want to they want to be a physical football team. They play in Pittsburgh. They play outdoors. They have to go to Cleveland. They have to go to Cincinnati, potentially bad weather towns. And they want to be a physical team. And they want to play great defense. They want to control the game. And they want to run the ball out of the game. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's Canada's job is to figure out how to fit that all into the talent that they have. And I think ultimately that's what good organizations do. When you hire somebody to come in and say, okay, you run your offense, and then he leaves, where are you? You know, where are you? You're nowhere. That's why when the organization sets the philosophy of who we want to become, it's a lot easier to maintain. And Tomlin's job is the guardian of that philosophy. That's his job. He guards it. He makes sure that they're adhering to that philosophy. And I think they'll just improve. I think, look, Pickett – in the last seven games of the in the last nine games of the year, they only turned the ball over five times. Were they explosive offensively? No. Did they take a lot of chances? No. But remember, the first rule of winning in the NFL is to avoid losing, and that's what Pittsburgh did. And they followed their philosophy even even in an up and down season last year. We had the seven and two stretch under a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett. But the overall numbers, they were third in rush EPA per play behind only Philadelphia and Baltimore. These vaunted a big-time rushing offense as we see. So clearly, the system that is in place, even if Canada doesn't have much flexibility, like it's clearly working. And now with a third-place schedule, which against their opposing Las Vegas win totals is the eighth easiest schedule in the NFL, there is reason to believe, and that's why I think you're seeing this this over-juiced at minus 135, Michael. Like There's reason to believe that system is in place. It's worked in the past. You now have another year to grow under Kenny Pickett, a defense that, assuming injuries uh, injuries and, and health stays pretty consistent, you, you like the shot. You give them a puncher's chance in that division, and, and five to one does feel like you know like a, a number that I'm sure a lot of people and betters will be enticed at. Yeah, I, I think so. And look, they're physical, right? So let's take let's go back to how I started this conversation, comparing them to the Lions, right? Yeah. The Lions go to Charlotte and get romped and destroyed in that game by the Panthers by just getting pounded and grounded, right? And the Steelers come in there and physically dominate the game. I mean, physically dominated. The game ended up, they won by eight, but it, I mean, they were the better team. It was not close. They were more physical. They dominated from start to finish. They controlled the pace. They could do anything they wanted to do in that game and make it work. And yet we're in love with the Lions and we're not in love with the Steelers. Now, partly because you got the Ravens, you got the, you, you got the Bengals, and you got the Brownies. So you got sure. three other good teams. But this Steeler team cannot be overlooked. And San Francisco, I can promise you, Kyle Shanahan, who's had nightmares on Elm Street in opening games. Remember, he goes to Detroit, has the big lead, almost loses it. Last year comes to Chicago and gets whooped in the rain. You know, this will be a hard game for the 49ers when they start out because the physicality of the Steeler team, especially considering, you know, they signed, they draft Broderick Jones, they trade up to get him. That they signed Isaac Samola from Philadelphia to play left guard. There, you know, that's an improved offensive line. So you got James Daniels, who they signed from Chicago a year ago. They got they got Mason Cole, who they signed from Minnesota. I mean, they've put resources into this offensive line. No question. Well, and I'm sure already Kyle Shanahan is looking at those weather reports for Pittsburgh. Like, please don't be. Please don't. <laughs> please come on. Give me give yeah. me a break. Give me a, just a nice clear. Balmy Pittsburgh early September day. Uh, the, the one thing on the, de- on the defensive side, though, everything you say, completely agree with, and it's a top five defensive line. That, that's been a consensus thought 
again, assuming health for them, led by T.J. Watt at, the, at that front end of the defensive line. Linebacking core, though, you, if you're looking at a weak link on the defense, you think about the players they lost. No Devin Bush, no Miles Jack, no Robert Spillane. Yeah. There were some struggles in 2022. What do you expect to, to see out of the linebacker core this year? I think one of the things that has hurt the Steelers, uh, and it happened in Cincinnati, is when Ryan Shazier got injured, they've not been able to replace him. And they've tried. Look, they tried all those names you just mentioned, with the exception of Spillane. He's a different, he's more of an edge guy. But Bush and Miles Jack, all those guys were brought in with the idea they needed an inside linebacker that could run. That They want to be able to play defense inside out. They want to be able to control it. And when they were good, they had LaVon Kirkland. They had Chad. But they had inside backers that were physical, could play all three downs, and were tough. And they haven't had that. And were fast. And they haven't had that. Now, they signed to Landon Roberts to be that inside linebacker. Can he do that? I don't know. But with Watt and Highsmith on the outside, they're pretty good. With Watt and Highsmith on the I mean, they're really good on the outside. They just got to find that one guy inside. Is it Roberts? Who can run? Is it Cole Holcomb, who they signed from Washington? I think that's going to be the question mark when we look at him going to training camp because they're going to play. Like Joey Porter, I didn't love him at Penn State as a man-to-man cover guy, but a zone cover guy with size, the way Pittsburgh plays, he fits perfectly. Sure. I just don't know why in the AFC North you would tie up your money preseason with how with how much movement there yeah. could very easily be you, in ben. season. Why would, you, why would you tie your stake to any of the four teams even if you are very higher on one yeah. than the other. I, I agree with you on that. I think that's a smart play. I, I think I, I look, I like the Brownies. I, I have I have apprehensions about the Browns because I think they're too analytical and they do some stupid things. Even you would admit that. I would. Uh, but I agree with you. Don't tie up your money. I completely agree on, on that front. Yeah. What will we see out of Kevin Stefanski as a head coach? And he, will he go for fourth and ones on his own 35 this year? We'll, we'll see if he's able to, to go up gain a bit three more plays. To get three more <laughs> plays. All right. Thomas Gable from the Borgata joins us next on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting, splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back on the Lombardi line with Michael, I'm Ben. Such a fun weekend morning. We've got, like, all the stuff going on across the pond, Michael. Wimbledon in action. It looks like, no, like, let's get let's get these rain delays done, all right? I'm tired of the rain delays on the grass courts. Like, let's go. Uh, we got the Formula One across the pond, the golf today, a lot happening, and that's why we had to bring in Thomas Gable. I mean, we ring him in every, you know, every Saturday anyway from the Borgata in Atlantic City. So always good to speak with TG. How you doing, sir? Long time no speak. I know. How are you doing, Ben? I can't, com- I can't complain. I, you know, we're, we're doing, uh, we got arena football play-by-play going on right now. One more week. And then a lot of Wimbledon bets. Uh, and I'm, I'm always curious from your guys' perspective. It's this, you know, this, this pseudo slow summer month, right? We have the Home Run Derby coming up Monday in baseball. Yeah. Wimbledon right now, open championship soon to come in the golf. What sort of action do you see on some of these so some of these unique, you know, summertime events where you don't have a whole lot else competing with them. So let me ask you this, Ben. I'll pose a question to you. Do you typically bet tennis? Is, is that a sport that you 
tend to gravitate towards or is it just because it's Wimbledon you're betting it? No, I, so I, I do bet tennis pretty consistently year round. So for okay. me, Wimbledon is like, you know, for like a golf better is equivalent of the masters. Like, I, you know, it's, it's the yeah, great yep. betting vehicle. So yes, for me personally, yes, it's one of those, I will ramp up the betting, but I, I also do it year round. Yeah. So, I mean, you have people like, like you who uh, maybe you specialize in tennis. Um, now, those people obviously are kind of few and far between. Um, tennis is not something you write a ton of business on week to week. But uh, Wimbledon, one of the marquee events, uh, really when it comes to tennis betting, it's, it's that and the U.S. Open that uh, are the two biggest in terms of handle and right um, uh, in the sport of tennis. So. Uh, Wimbledon has been off to a great start for us in in terms of handle. Um, We, you know, most of the the money does come in just on the, the individual matchups, you know, maybe taking uh, the handicaps there on on some markets, Uh, the outright winner market, uh, a little bit light this year, I think both on the men's and women's side, but overall though, the handle for the individual matches has been very good. And that's typically what we see with Wimbledon. I, I think, Really, one, due to the calendar, uh, as you stated, we're kind of in a slower time of the year for sports where it's really only baseball going on uh, in, in terms of the, the four major sports. And so right now, you know, people have to kind of move their focus to other things. So Wimbledon is something that catches the eyes maybe of, of the rec- recreational player who doesn't specialize in tennis, but because it's Wimbledon, they'll get involved. And then, you know, they'll go to, to golf or uh, something else. Like UFC is, uh, you know, on the bigger cards. Uh, there's a pay-per-view tonight. Uh, but even like the UFC fight nights that occur almost every Saturday now, uh, you know, you'll see people getting involved in that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Wimbledon's been great overall, but it's really that and the U.S. Open. Those are the two marquee events in terms of, of the handle, uh, far outpacing what the French Open and Australian Open does. TG, now that we're in uh, over there across the pond, let's talk British Open in Liverpool. I mean, what's the mm-hmm. action been like, and who's your sleeper? I know you do a really good job of kind of breaking down the golf. Who do you like uh, as we start this now on Monday? Well, um, the the action that we've been seeing uh, so far, I mean, you're seeing Rose uh, take some money, 40-1 to one, uh, lately. Tyrell Hatton, 28-1 uh, to one right now. Uh, you know, the guys who are the, obviously the top three, uh, Rory, Rom, and Scheffler, I mean, they're always going to get the majority of bets, but the odds uh, for them are, are are so short that you're not going to get a, a major return um, uh, betting any of those. But, I, I mean, in terms of – the one thing I'll say about uh, Liverpool, Royal Liverpool uh, – Typically, the best player, for whatever reason, seems to come out on top there. And that, in 2014, that was McElroy, Tiger before him. I mean, even Bobby Jones won a British on this course going way back. So it, for whatever reason, it seems like the cream rises to the top at that course. So I, I don't know if you really want to look too far down the odds boards if you're looking at history uh, of that event. But, uh, you know, you can't argue with the way Scheffler has been playing. I mean, the guy's just a machine. He's, you know, top five, top ten every single week. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, you know, now the British has been his, I could say, the weakest of his four majors uh, so far. But, you know, he's still, you know, in the top 20 or hanging around the top 20 in a couple starts in uh, British Opens. Um, 
you know, in, in terms of guys, he may get a little bit better return. I do like Hovland um, here, 18 to one. And uh, uh, I also like, I mean, Ricky's been playing very well. Also, he just got, got off uh, the schneid there, won his first event in a couple years. Uh, saw the price drop on him a little bit based on that. Uh, not much. Uh, but, uh, again, I, I tend to, I think, at this point, looking at the history that's been played at Hoy Lake, I think you have to look more towards uh, the guys there that are have the shorter odds because the guys that are playing at the top, of the sport right now, those are the ones who typically come out on top mm-hmm. of that course. Yeah, three guys right now on the odds board, sub 10 to 1 with McElroy, the favorite, Scheffler, and John Rom. That's why I want, you know, you bring up the Ricky Fowler point, and for the casual, more casual golf bettors, they see Fowler. He wins his last start, he wins the Rocket Mortgage in a playoff. And you, it's a guy who's been on such a resurgent run here, just making a comeback in his career, TG. And it's a guy you could have got, mm-hmm. you know, 50, 100 to 1 if you were betting this stuff months in advance. Now it's yeah. more in the 20 to 22 to one range. He finished T second the last time they were there at Royal Liverpool in 2014. So it's the, that classic back and forth. He faces a better where it's like, all right, this is a guy with great pedigree in red hot form. But at what point does the price get too low on someone like Fowler and his 22 to one too much of a tax to pay? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you bring up a good point. He did finish runner up to McElroy in 2014 there. And that was for anybody who doesn't know, that was Fowler's best year in majors was, was 2014. Uh, he had an incredible run there in the majors. Didn't win any, but uh, tremendous finishes that year. Um, so is this kind of the year where now where he's kind of rounding back into form? Uh, but to your point, 22 to one now, uh, you know, maybe you just follow the, the hotness there and say, all right, hey, we'll still take it 22 to one. But I think at this point, you know, I would not take anything uh, less than that. Uh, if it gets down to 20 to 1 or less, um, not really, uh, not somebody that I would be putting my money on. At TG, we got Summer League hype going on out there. And, you know, nobody's playing defense. Everybody's just running around. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen any shift in the odds in terms of perception that's going on? Is, is Portland's odds going down and Miami's going up? Uh, in terms of the future market, n- no. I, I mean, we, you know, the the movement in Miami's uh, obviously we're we're going down when it all looked like uh, Lillard was going to go there, but uh, so far nothing. I mean, I know we're kind of at the stalemate, and maybe it's looking more and more likely that Lillard may actually start the year in Portland, uh, much like uh, your man Harden may start the year <laughs> in Philadelphia. Um, because it seems like Maury's intent on uh, on bringing him back again. Uh, so, you know, right now, past week has been pretty quiet in terms of odds movement in the futures market for the NBA, just because it really hasn't been much news, so to speak. Again, he is Thomas Gable, the director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata, joining us right now on the Lombardi line. Let's transition to some NFL win totals here, TG, because we just had the 4th of July holiday, a time where many like to get out, celebrate the USA, and also make some futures bets. So what have you seen here recently in the last couple of weeks, teams getting some action on the win total markets? Yeah, so this is obviously uh, the time of year where everybody uh, gets involved there with the NFL futures, in, including uh, the season wins. So, um, you know, the the one there's a couple teams that obviously are getting faded uh, pretty hard, and people are taking the unders, Arizona uh, being being one of those. 
uh, teams. Uh, New England as well. Uh, people uh, taking the under seven and a half there with the with the Patriots. Um, you know, but then you have uh, a lot of optimism there amongst betters with Green Bay. Uh, their win total set seven and a half. Uh, they're written probably more tickets on the over for Green Bay than we have uh, anyone else outside of the the Philadelphia Eagles, which obviously is skewed just because of. Uh, where we sit geographically, so mm-hmm. uh, that was that's been a little bit surprising that how many people have uh, have been optimistic here about the Packers. People love you know, people love their their cheeseheads, especially this time of year with you know, with optimism abounding throughout the NFL. TG uh, again, he's Thomas Gable. Give him and his uh, race book and, and sportsbook group a follow at Borgata Sports at the Borgata in Atlantic City. TG, always great to catch up with you. Appreciate the time. Thanks, right, TG. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend there, Thomas. And when we come back, Michael, one more segment for us. I'm going to throw at you maybe a rogue coach of the year candidate that uh, you might laugh at before. I, I find myself even crazy even to think this guy's name. But I look at the odds, and I don't know why he's this much of a long shot. I want to throw that at you next, and we'll finish, conclude our summer hype sequence here. Talk about one other team getting a lot of buzz in the summer. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Get Michael's thoughts on those couple topics next as we wrap up this edition of the Lombardi Line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense are minded to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We welcome you back for the final time on the Lombardi line. Big thanks to uh, Luke, Jeremy, our producer, technical directors, uh, JB in the house as well. Everybody else helping out here with the show from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook studio. The handle coming up next on VEASAN with Matt Brown and Dave Ross. Looking forward to that for the next three hours. Uh, Michael, I'm, I'm about to throw a rogue coach of the year number at you. See what you, what you think on this. I'm surprised that I even uh -oh. gravitated towards this. I, I know. I know. I know. I, I even... Told myself, like, Ben, what are you doing? Why are you going? Why are you looking down the board? But, all right, I looked at the, because really this award is overachieving based on expectation. And I looked at the eight teams that are all the second favorite in their respective divisions right now. So of those eight teams, those respective coaches are anywhere from about 14 to 1. Arthur Smith is the shortest of those guys with Atlanta. Down to about 35 to 1 for the most part. There's one guy, though, of, of that list. Because, again, I, my thought is, if you were a team that is the second division favorite, and let's say you're in a division with a really, really good number one favorite team and you beat them to win the division, naturally, your coach is going to be right there in the mix. He's going to be a finalist for yep. coach of the year. So why is Dallas's Mike McCarthy 50 to one when you have this juggernaut Eagles team as the favorite? And if Dallas is somehow able to win that NFC East division, there's a legitimate path where McCarthy is at least going to get votes, especially with an assumption that now that Kellen Moore is gone as offensive coordinator, McCarthy is doing much more. That's the perception. I don't know if that's the reality, but it's the yeah. perception. And I keep coming back to that number and saying, really, McCarthy, 50 to one? That's a crazy number to me. Well, I mean, Mike, again, this is all the perception market. Pittsburgh's not going to make the playoffs. Detroit's going to be electric. They both finished down the stretch, right? It's all how the narrative works. I mean, you think Mike McCarthy never coached in a playoff game. The guys won a Super Bowl, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the guy, no, oh, that's Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl. Okay, well, last year, Matt LaFleur had Aaron Rodgers. He didn't, you know, they didn't get to the, the Matt LaFleur hasn't gotten to a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers before. So uh, Mike, Mike McCarthy has a perception that he's not a great head coach. Now, I give him credit. I think what he did finally this year is say, okay, here's what I want. I want to call the game. I don't want Kellen Moore as my coordinator. Because remember, you know, Jerry Jones, the general manager, de facto, uh, head of all operations there, he wanted Kellen Moore. Mike took that job with the understanding that Kellen Moore was going to call plays. And, you know, that didn't work for him because there was no symmetry between offense, defense, and the kicking game. And McCarthy wants to take that over, and he wants to protect his quarterback, Dak Prescott, who takes a lot of heat for these interceptions that are all, you know, we everybody just looks at the interception total and say, well, Dak threw 15 picks. It's all Dak. Well, not really. I mean, the interception he throws that lets Jacksonville win the game was a drop pass, right? Mm -hmm. So all, not all interceptions are the same. We, we really should do a better job as much as we use analytics to break it down. Is the interception the fall of the quarterback, the receiver, the system, the play call, whatever, instead of it all laying at the quarterback's feet? So I like the McCarthy play. Look, they won 12 games last year. You know, they won, they, and they had a chance to, you know, the second half in Philly when they played them, you know, they got behind, they came back, they were playing, you know, they were playing with Cooper Rush. They couldn't do it. Dak came back. I like it. I think to me, they still need one more runner. They need mm -hmm. to add another back to their team. 
because I do think even though Zeke's not the same back we thought he was, he scored 12 touchdowns last year. He did. And by the way, Ben and Jim, we flashed the odds up a second ago. He is down to 30 to 1 at that book, but there are multiple other books where, where he is tied with Andy Reid of Kansas City and Todd Bowles of Tampa as the longest of shots. And you know, for Andy Reid, unless the Chiefs go 17 and 0, and unless Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers do the unthinkable and win the NFC South out of nowhere, despite the personnel they have. Yeah. Like, there's no way those coaches are winning coach of the year. I don't know how you could lump McCarthy in with those two guys. That's my point on this, and that's why the numbers are starting to reflect. I disagree with you. I mean, look, Mike Tomlin did as good a coaching job as anybody in the National Football League did last year, and he couldn't, you know, nobody was going to give him coach of the year. You know, know, some of the best coaching jobs are when you win nine games. I mean, you have to be able to overcome some things, right? And McCarthy's 12 wins was fairly impressive. And look, let's face it, they mailed the last game of the year in or else he's got, you know, if they play, if they have to play Washington in a real game, they're going to be 13 and four. Yeah, it's right there out there for him. I mean, we had, I remember we had the conversation midseason last year before everything just fell apart for Tennessee, where we were going, why is Mike Vrabel 100 to one? The job he's doing is amazing. So it's why I, I generally despise these awards where you're relying on the voters because yep. it's not a true reflection of, of the job being done. It's all about perception, right. but you know, there's a perception all, out there that, that McCarthy is just this doofus who's never done anything. And if he has right. a big season, and, you could see it happen. I complained all year about the offense. I called Kellen Moore joystick. Okay. And here's what you really just need to understand why Mike McCarthy made the change. Mike McCarthy has an elite defense. There's no question. Anybody will argue with that, right? It's an elite defense. Parsons, uh, you know, uh, Diggs, they, they're, they're talented on every level, okay? Last year, last year, they played more defense than they did offense because they wouldn't control the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, with this offense that they have, just think about this, Ben. If they average 32 minutes with the football, or let's give them 31-30, and the defense plays 28-30, that defense is going to be even better. That's going to be even better. And that's all McCarthy's trying to do. All these people that are killing McCarthy for because he said he wants to run the ball missed the entire point of what he's trying to accomplish. He wants to play less defense. He wants to control the pace of the game by running it. Maybe I'm not saying slowing the game down, but getting a control part of the game, which helps his defense play less defense which makes them better. Absolutely. So if you're looking at long shots and you want, you want some value, you want something where you could actually tie a legitimate outcome to potentially happening, McCarthy's there in that, in that coach of the year market. Uh, all right, as we wrap up the show today, we've, we've talked a lot about summer hype today. Uh, Michael, I was reading articles. There's multiple uh, going on right now as far as these team previews, but NFL.com, so Adam Rank, I do this whole breakdown on why he is all in on the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2023. And you think about a team that has not yet made back-to-back. They haven't even had a winning season after a playoff appearance in this millennium. Remember, they did it four straight years. You go back in the late 90s of the run they had under Tom Coughlin as a head coach. But they've yet to back up success, at least recently. They're the overwhelming favorite to win the AFC South at minus 165 a year after going from Worst to first in that division. So a lot of summer hype here on Jacksonville. What, what, what are your latest thoughts here as we get ready for training camp to start? Well, w- once again, I think Jacksonville's a beneficiary of the perception at the end of the year. I mean, they easily should have lost to the Chargers. They should have been a one playoff done. I mean, let's go back. Tennessee's got them. It's Tennessee's playing with Joshua Dobbs and half their team, and they almost win that game. And then they get behind against the Chargers. And next thing you know, the Chargers, because they refuse to control the pace of the game, let them back in. And then the Chiefs just really kind of control it. I think to me, 
look, I love Calvin Ridley, and I think Calvin Ridley will really help them. If you analyze their numbers from the playoffs, you know, their offense, which is supposed to be so explosive, they averaged under 10 yards of reception in the two playoff games Mm -hmm. because it became hard. They didn't have somebody to vertically stretch the outside. And maybe Ridley can give them that. But when you watch this, I mean, they gave up 44 points in the first half in the two playoff games. They were behind 44 to 17 in playoff games in the first half. Now, they rallied in the second half. They closed it, you know, to make it look like their point differential wasn't bad. But the reality is, is they were not a true playoff team. They got there and they deserved it. But when you're analyzing this, there's a hard margin, a large margin for some slippage here, especially if you're playing a first-place schedule. Absolutely. I'm just not in the business of, of paying the big premium, the tax on teams that go out of nowhere one year and all of a sudden are just penciled in as that team to keep carrying the torch in a division. Even though it's not viewed as a great division on paper, why would I tie my money up on a yeah. minus 165 price? Just uh, just crazy to well, me. The it seems like we're in lockstep. We're running, we're running away with, oh, my God, Trevor Lawrence has come of age. Okay, has he really? I think Trevor Lawrence, I love them coming out. I think he's got generational-type talent, but it hasn't manifested itself consistently yet. I mean, they averaged 5-9 a completion in the playoff games. His quarterback rating was just a 72.1. He threw five touchdowns and five picks. Like, don't tell me he's played at an elite level when you look at those numbers and you watch the tape of those games. Still a lot of room to grow for quarterback Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville this year. As we wrap up the show, been a lot of fun today. Femi Bebefe, he's back from vacation tomorrow. Uh, he'll be in for Uh-oh. Stormy Bonatoni because uh, Stormy, it's the bachelorette party weekend. So, we, you know, yeah. pour one out for God, Stormy. Somebody, so, so we, yeah, we better find out where she is. We need I, to figure that out. There might be a pool involved today somewhere in, uh, in the greater <laughs> Las Vegas area. Mike, great to be with you as always. Thanks to uh, Luke, Thank our you, producer, ben. Jeremy, Appreciate our technical you. director behind the glass. Up next, it is yet? the handle uh, here on Visa. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.